guys. So, this is very random, but I was listening to the episodes I did on skins back in January. And when I was listening to them, it made me want to talk about aspects of it that are important, but I didn't cover them because I had COVID. And I was just like ranting, honestly. Um, and so since I listened to them last night and realized that there was an aspect of it that was important, I think, to talk about that I didn't cover, I feel like I, I could talk about it again because Skins, like, eternally makes me angry so I can talk about it forever. So here we go. Um, so just in case you don't know what it is and you don't want to listen to the other episodes, and I understand because I my voice sounds horrible in those episodes and I keep, like, in one of them I keep stopping to cough because I... I was like, I had COVID. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so um, essentially what, why I was talking about it back in January is that Skins is kind of the predecessor of Euphoria in the way that it is a show about kids in England that are from the ages of 16 to 18. And in England, when you're that age, the last two years of high school in the United States for them is them going to what they call college. And I actually really like this because I feel like it makes a transition to like what they call university much easier because those two last two years of, of high school for us, they're basically like, they're having to learn how to like go to class on time, how to like do their homework, um, how to balance like their like um, extracurriculars with studying, with going out and partying and, and like all of that like, stuff that happens at that age already and but they're like they're learning that they have they're in charge of doing this stuff that like nobody is going to make them do it that's always a harsh thing when you go to college is realizing that you're completely even though you know you're supposed to go to class nobody will make you go if you don't go and and you don't turn in your homework nobody is going to like call you and ask you what's going on you're just going to fail every class (laughs) um and so the show itself is like really creative and really interesting because I, I, I love the concept. And part of the reason why I think I rant about it so much is because the concept of this show is so interesting and could have gone on for a really long time because the like basically what the concept is, is you've never seen it or you um, and you don't want to listen to the other episodes where I'm hacking up a lung in some of them. What it is essentially is every like kind of there's generations on the show so every there's like a group of kids I call them kids but teenagers and they actually like um hire actors that are the age of the characters that they're playing like this isn't like a show where the kids are like 16 17 but they're being played by like a 29 31 year old actor no they go out and find people that um are just like really good natural talent like a lot of people actually from skins has have like gone on like dev patel is one um nicholas holt is another one kaya scotelario is another one um god i can't remember his name now but there's somebody who was in the first black panther i'm so bad at names sorry i didn't sleep all last night so i'm tired but um he played he played posh kenneth on skins which i think is amazing that that was like the first place i ever saw him and then um when he was in 
Get Out, I was like, oh my God. Oh, Dan Daniel Kalua, that's his name. Thank you. Thank you, Google, for helping me. But yeah, they're all, they were all on skins and there's other people that I'm probably not thinking of either that are like, have been successful since. But it's, um, essentially every generation is two seasons. So the first and second season is generation one, the third and fourth season, generation two, fifth and sixth, generation three. And I really like that because, um, you know from the beginning how long you're going to have with these characters and that it's not going to be that long. So this, like they, you would think then that they have like a very well set out kind of story arc that they want these characters to go on. And, um, and they also, and the thing that I really like about it too, besides the fact that the people who are playing their characters are the actual age they're supposed to be. So it feels a lot more like real and authentic is that, is that like, they also deal with like, the comparisons to Euphoria is very accurate because they, it's a very like heightened kind of world where people, kids on the show are like, um, like drinking, doing drugs, smoking, like pot. They call it spliff, which I always wonder if that's really like a British like slang or if that's just something that the writers for Skins went with. But either way, it's incredibly normal. Like, it's kind of a thing when you're watching the show, like, seeing them do, like, this big, like, debauchery sort of things, like, having sex, doing drugs, like, kind of doing risky behaviors in a way, um, are, like, normal. Like, you don't, after a while, it does like, it doesn't surprise you anymore because you see it so often. Um, but the, the show is basically kind of set in this, like, they kind of make it a heightened world by doing that because they don't have as long of a time for you to like get to know these characters. And so the like relationships that happen on the show have to progress faster than they would on a normal TV show because they know that they only have two seasons and for British shows, seasons are much shorter. They're like, I think their seasons are like 10 episodes most of the time. The fourth season is like eight episodes, I believe, but most of them are around there. And the other thing about Skins that I really like is that the way that they set up their show is that every episode is told from a, from the perspective of a certain character. And so the title of every episode is just the character's name. And so even when every like generation has kind of like a big story that kind of is the big overarching story that like is... Um, is like the big thing from every generation like they usually involve like love triangles because it is a teenage show but it's it's not just like straight up just two girls fighting over a guy or two boys fighting over a girl necessarily it's part of like their character development most of the time um but i really like that because it means that basically everyone kind of gets a chance to shine at one point or another and it also means then that even when you're like one of the main people on the show like even if you're one of the characters that are in like the big love triangle that gets a lot of the big kind of dramatic attention there are episode many episodes where you're not where they're not in it at all or they're barely in it and so like be, to so that other characters have a chance to um to like have their own storyline and development outside of it so it's a very balanced thing which is why which is why one of the many, many reasons I get so mad at the people who created the show, because this is like a show that is set up to 
last for the long term because there's a very like there's always a constant turnover of new characters so you don't like get like this the writing you would think wouldn't get stale because you're constantly bringing in new people and because it's like a short amount of time you know you have a better idea of how you want things to go and so because every two years they like start over with a new cast with completely new characters you would think then that that is something that could last for a long time but the people involved in the show just did like some really horrific things when they were writing it out um in in series four that just like just ruined it just totally like torpedoed it in a way that I've never seen like a I said this in the last in the other episodes I did but I've honestly never seen anything like kind of destroy itself so quickly and in such a way that is like when you when we were watching it we were like is this real (laughs) like that's the only way I can think of to describe it. And so the part about that that I wanted to talk about still is how they presented therapy, trauma therapy, getting mental health treatment, um, all that sort of stuff. And that is the stuff that is that I didn't talk about in the last episode and it's super duper damaging. So like the way that they presented it was just like, honestly, absolutely horrific. And I am so glad that in the years since like the series four that I'm talking about where they did this aired in like 2010, I believe. And so I'm really glad that in in the last 12 years that people have talked a lot more now about trauma and trauma recovery therapy what therapy is actually like and what you really do in it so that people who write stories like this get would like if skins did the like the storyline they did with making like a therapist a villain like a literal murderer on their show which is what they did if they did that now people would have eviscerated them like ripped them apart um yeah it like back when they did that like the audience was very upset and and like very mad and just it just destroyed the second generation's story like no none of the characters on that generation got like a good ending um because of how that happened and I'll explain that a little bit before um in a little bit but like back then like generation 3 started and people wanted the first athlete there were some people that like in the first year of the next generation they were able to enjoy it again and like the show and then there were people like me that were like completely jaded from what they did the last time that we never trusted them and then everything fell apart again in season six the last season again not as badly as it did the last time it's just like a lot of storylines that people had hoped for just kind of didn't go anywhere in a really disappointing way um but I, I I honestly don't know if Skins would have even, like, gone on much, like, much farther than it did. Like, if I feel like they would have gotten way more backlash if they did something like that now. Because people are much more open about going to therapy than even than they were back in 2010. And so it's hard to, like, sum up this story. But essentially, the character of Effie was... Effie um, is... 
a huge part of the show. She was on it the first two seasons. She's the only character that was on it for more than two years. Um, She was one of the main characters' little sister in the first two years. And so she has, like, her own episodes in the first two seasons, too. Um, And one of them, she doesn't even speak. But in it, she says, like, one sentence in the first... Like, she doesn't speak at all. She says one sentence in the first year... In, like, the first season. And that's, like, one of her things is that she doesn't talk. Um, But anyway. So she's someone that fans really, really loved. And in the third and fourth season, there was... Uh, love triangle thing that was revolving around her but um I really liked like kind of how this love triangle went not only because the person that I wanted her to be with was the person she ended up with but uh for the at least the short amount of time they did but it was more that the way that the love triangle was presented was it was very much about like her own personal issues like her own personal problems that she was dealing with instead of it being just like a dramatic like teenage kids like wanting to make out with different people because they're young and have hormones it was very much like the two guys that she was that were involved with her one is freddie who she ended up being with who was the good like the good guy the guy who genuinely like cared about her she was someone who like She was very much like a super partying type. She was always high. She was always like going out and like having sex with a bunch of different um, boys. That was her whole thing. And so between the different boys, there was Freddie who didn't want to play any of her games, didn't want to like just win to like have sex with her. He like actually cared about her as a person from the very beginning and knew that she deserved to be treated better than how she was treating herself and other people around her at the time and would talk to her about that. And so like she would try to play like these kind of manipulative games with other boys that she was used to doing because she's an attractive girl and she's used to boys just doing whatever she says. But like he kind of like went over that like he didn't play any of that stuff. He was just straight up like I really like you and this is how I feel. And to juxtapose that cook was like who is Freddie's like quote unquote best friend he's a like he makes me so mad because he reminds me of so many so many of the like friends that I had in the past who were not good friends at all um and I I like see a lot of myself in Freddie too and if you're and if you're like like me at all with like some of the stuff like trauma stuff you'll probably like him too um but anyway so Freddie is like the good like, kind of straight-up dude who, like, doesn't want to spend all of his time partying, even though he does, like, smoke pot, um, and was just being honest with Effie and, like, wanted to have, like, a real honest, like, connection with her. Cook is the polar opposite, where he is, like, a self-destructive just monster. He's very aggressive. He's very angry a lot. He's always, like, pushing the boundaries, pushing things too far. He says really mean things to people a lot he's very like mean to freddie he he he's used to freddie freddie reminds me so much of me when i was younger where freddie was like the um freddie's mom dies when he before the show ever starts when he's like i so like a preteen like teenage kid and um and 
So because of that, I think he's very a very introverted person, but because of losing his mom the way that he did and like then not feeling like being angry at his dad and feeling disconnected from his family and not knowing what to do, um, he like struggles a lot with like standing up for himself and being who he really is, especially when he has a very like dominating friend like Cook is. And um and so Cook is used to him just doing whatever he says. And during the first season of the show, Freddie starts standing up for himself and doing the things that will make him happy, not just what will make Cook happy. And like telling Cook when he's being a jerk and doing things that are too mean and too awful to do to people around him. And um, Cook really doesn't like that. And so the the storyline with Effie is very much like she starts having like sex basically with cook because it's not really a relationship um but she starts doing that because that is like the self-destructive choice he is not the good choice he's not she doesn't love him she's never like loved him she never cared about him like that like she cares about him as a person but it was very obvious from the very beginning that she had actual real feelings for freddie but she was just terrified of that of being vulnerable and all that sort of stuff and so um, in the fourth season, they do a storyline when Freddie and Effie do get together and, um, and because they're together, Effie is like finally like feeling all of the emotions she basically was dissociating out from, from like doing drugs all the time, being high all the time, or just like dissociating a lot and like very, being very standoffish. Like she was the very like kind of cool girl, manipulative person who would like use people and and no one could ever get to her that sort of person and so Freddie like like got over all of that stuff she couldn't like she can't keep him at arm's length because she loves him and like everything between the two of them is very like emotional and real and so when that's going on she then is like having to feel all of these emotions from like past traumas past situations that she's been through and just like like clinical mental health like struggles um that she's always been like using like drugs and alcohol and partying and keeping people at at arm's length to try to cope with um because her parents do suck a lot and aren't really around for her um and so when that in the fourth season there's a story basically of her having like a mental breakdown of her um just like really struggling with mental health and freddie trying to help her and it's a very like emotional story and you get so um invested like even people who didn't care about the their relationship or didn't like their relationship felt so invested about them after um freddie's episode in series four because like, it's just hard. Like, it's so emotional. Like, Freddie, in the episode that they have, Freddie is basically doing whatever he can to try to keep her from going in a mental hospital because his mom went to a mental hospital and um, killed herself when she was in one. When he, before, like, the show started, which is where, like, a lot of that trauma that he had um, came from. And so he's scared. He's absolutely terrified that... If she goes to a hospital, the same thing is going to happen to her. Um, 
And so his episode is about him trying to do that. His grandfather helping him get over this like fear he has of telling somebody what's going on so that they can get her the help that she needs. And it's horribly sad because at the end of his episode, she's left alone for like three minutes and um, attempts and um, but like she is able to get into like a hospital after that. And so um, Effie's episode happens like two episodes later and so um, the storyline that they ended up going with it's just hard for me to say this because it's honestly just so insane. <laughs> like I don't like using the word insane because that I know that has like ableist context but it kind of fits the situation because it's just what 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 even though I've talked about this so many times and it's been like 12 years since this happened I still when I think about it I'm like I still cannot believe that this happened this way um because the storyline they did for Effie's episode her last episode her last final episode and also the one right before the finale like usually how skins um seasons go because because um like I said every episode is usually focused on one person sometimes they have an episode that's focused on like two people or a group of people and they have usually what they do is they'll have like an episode at the end of the season that focuses kind of on like the big storyline of like the big or overarching storyline of the season like whatever love triangle it is or whatever it is whatever it happens to be um and they'll have an episode where the those characters in that storyline will like work things out things will be figured out with them and then the last episode will be an uh everyone episode where it's one that's not focused on one person it's focused on everyone so that we can see all the characters and um and find out like what they're going to do next and kind of wrap things up with their storylines since that is the last episode before they're like before the end of the second season when their characters will never be seen in anything ever again and so Effie's episode the one right before that when you would think that like going into this episode everyone assumed that this would be like her figuring out like like figuring out therapy getting out of like her mental hospital and talking to the people that not just Freddie but the, her family fi finding out who her support system is getting like the help that she needs like rebuilding her life after now that she's like actually gotten help for the for like the mental health things that she's been running from like her entire life so far at that point that is and then like you know and we would go into the last episode had then having time for basically every other character but her and like freddie because like he the whoever the person is like with is usually has a big part in their episodes then those two characters stories would pretty much be done people figured or like be more set and so in the final episode we would see them a little bit but the other all the other characters would have more time than in the last episode to have a chance to like wrap up their storylines as well that is not at all what happened instead in Effie's episode they did this crazy like I, I sorry I know I don't like those words but it is like honestly like this um they did this just wackadoodle storyline where they had her therapist was brainwashing her basically was like manipulating her to just 
like forget memories and it was a very scary thing where the ther- the therapist like now that I look back on it it was like a really scary version of EMDR where um Effie would like think about like negative memories and that's how the therapist looked at it was like negative memories and she would like talk about them with her therapist and then he would like make her like and have her like forget them and basically be like oh well you just don't have these memories anymore so now they won't bother you um but that was like weird in that episode because there were things that that happened between like her and Freddie her and her parents her and like her friends that she like when she got out of it she didn't really remember all of the stuff that happened because he just made her forget it and so like it's like that that's not actually processing any of the trauma that's not like helping you deal with the things that you were struggling with that led you to go into that hospital in the first place that's just like a way to like delay like you're not like dealing with the things that have that that were struggling that you were struggling with you're just like forgetting they ever happened which means that you could like remember them again and so he was a very scary very scary the way that he was manipulating her and at some point in the episode, she, like, completely forgets, like, basically who she is after seeing her. And um, Cook acts like an asshole who's, like, the guy that she was with because she was being self-destructive. He, like, decides that, that he loved Effie at some point. And he finds her in that episode when she, like, does not remember him at all. And, does it, and like, calls herself by a different name. He thinks that she's playing, like, a game at first, but it's still, like, really fucked up because Effie's been with Freddy for a while, and um, there's a lot of bad stuff that happened between him and Freddy, and it was so it was really awful that, at like, the season, during the season, Cook's character went through, like, a lot of really good changes, and then in that episode, he basically, like, went backwards on all of the positive, like, things that his character went through. Um because he was willing to, like, he was trying to, like, date Effie behind Freddie's back when he was scared about her being safe because she, like, did not remember who he was and he was really freaked out as anybody would be. Um, and the episode ends with, she and like, Effie ends up, like, um, when she forgets everything and then, um, she gets, like, scared and some of her memories start coming back. So then she... She goes back to the hospital that she was at, and it's really frustrating because she's back. She's feeling just as much as she was when she got there months and months ago because that um, that therapist didn't actually help her with anything. He just, like, tried to make her forget everything that made her sad. And, um, and then um, Freddie tells that doctor to fuck off and to go away. And they literally make him into a, like, a killer, like, a scary, like, groomer, basically, who was, like, trying to do this stuff with Effie because he wanted to, like, romantically be with her. It was so weird. And so the episode ends with, the doc- with like, the therapist calling Freddie at home um, af- when Ed- Effie's back in the hospital, asking to, like, talk to him about her because... He can see that he's important to her and she wants and he wants to like still work with her. And he's like, he's going over there like saying like, no, you're never going to like talk to her again. And instead he goes over to the doctor's house and he kills him. The episode ends with like his blood being like, like you see his blood hitting like a window. 
And honestly, I've never been, like, so shocked, like, almost, like, traumatized watching something. I don't think I'll ever be shocked like that ever again. Because it's just, like, like, this is, like, a teen show about, like, teenagers, like, learning, like, things about who they are and, like, getting ready to go into adulthood. It's, it's like, a not at all a show that you would ever expect to even see blood. Like, the end of the episode, you just hear him hitting him with a baseball bat. And it's, like, did, did they really end freddie's storyline with him being murdered by his girlfriend's therapist with a baseball bat like what and so the final episode was awful it was an awful episode in general honestly it wasn't very good but whatever anyone could have taken like the people who liked other characters on the show it was all ruined because it was all overshadowed by what just happened to freddie because, like, when you're watching the episode, you're just, like, sitting there, like, when is anyone going to talk about what just happened? Like, one of their best friends in this friend group was just murdered by Effie's therapist? Like, what? And, and like, so the whole episode, you're, like, waiting for somebody to find out. And it, nobody finds out. It's not until the last, like, five minutes of the episode that Cook sees, like, the doctor guy um, in front, like, out by where they're, they're at, like, Freddy's house in, like, the shed that he always would hang out in, and he sees him, like, watching them, and he follows him, and, um, and then sees something of Freddy's in his house, and realizes what he did, and the guy, and the doctor guy tells him that, and so basically the end of the series for generation two ends with cook like attacking the doctor guy seemingly wanting to like murder him for murdering freddie but like all the things like that you would want like the reason like the literal reason why you would kill a character on a show especially if you're gonna do it like right at the very end like right before the generation ends is because you want like is if you need to see, like, how it affects the other characters. Like, there was a character in the first generation who died towards the end. And so, but, like, that, create that like, made creators, like, creators. That made, like, the other characters change and grow and make different decisions in their life or, like, make decisions because that would actually make them happy as opposed to what, like, their parents wanted them to do, stuff like that. Um, because they saw, because this person they loved, like, really died. But it was, they, like handled it really well they showed all of the characters being affected by it they showed his funeral they showed them all like dealing with it and and like grieving him and dealing with how to handle it this time nobody ever even found out that he was dead and the thing that is like horrific about this is that um in episode in like interviews afterwards they said explicitly that nobody ever found out that he was dead and they ended up doing like these kind of like like i said one-off like tv movies for like another extra season after the third after the third generation was over because people were so mad about what happened with generation two with effie and freddie and all of that that they did um one they did one was like a mini like hour and a half long movie thing about Effie and one was um about Cook and they did also one about Cassie a character from the first generation um but like in Effie's episode it's very clear that she she doesn't think that Freddie is dead 
um they like shoehorn this scene in at the end of the episode where they had like cook like walk in on freddie seemingly like packing his bags like he wanted to like just get out of town for a couple days because everything that was happening with effie with like her forgetting who he was like breaking up with him suddenly not knowing who he was not remembering all of these memories with they had together and just being like and being scared of what was going on with him he they had him like panic and like want to leave town for a couple days and so and cook is like oh what are you doing you're a terrible person that whole scene was very ridiculous because it was very out of character for freddie to like want to do that to like want to just like run and like it's a, I can understand why somebody in that position would want to do that but it was very weird to have Cook who is a horrible friend who just spent the whole episode betraying Freddie and he has no idea at this point <laughs> um sitting here like trying to lecture Freddie about how to be a good friend and have good relationships when every relationship Cook had in his life was a train wreck um but like the creators of the show the one who wrote Effie's final episode was very biased against Cook and so that's why he had them almost doing the revert like usually it would be the other way around um usually it would be like Cook wanting to run and Freddie would be the one trying telling him that he needed to stick it out and stay um if they were actually acting in character that was that was just an excuse for the reason so that there would be a reason for why he wasn't around in the final episode because you know normally <laughs> when you're a teenager and you have like your close group of friends that hangs out every day and all of a sudden one of them is all of a sudden just not there people would notice they would like report him as missing they would be looking for him there would be like a police investigation like things would be happening and they didn't want to deal with any of that for some reason and <sighs> And so instead, they put in that scene, like, making people think that maybe he left, but um, his sister is like, no, he wouldn't leave like this, and he wouldn't leave and be gone for as long as they thought he was gone for, for, like, a couple weeks without talking to Effie. Like, he just, like, in her mind, she saw him at a, at, when she was in the mental hospital, he, like, stayed up all night like sitting next to her bed holding her hand until her mom got there and then he went home to sleep and then never came back and so that that's like not like him at all and so there were some characters like his sister and effie and um katie another character i really like who like were like this is weird um and like notice that something was off but like no one ever Anyway, what I'm trying to say is that, like, even the, like, last kind of little mini movies they did, Effie never finds out that Freddy is dead. She thinks that he just, like, left town and never came back and just doesn't want to and didn't want to talk to her anymore. And in Cook's episode, um, he, like, tells somebody in that episode that he is, um, that he killed, like, John Foster, who is the, the therapist. And, but that he won't, and he, so he knows that Freddie is dead and literally nobody else does. Not even Freddie's family. Nobody knows because he just like, let, he kills that doctor guy and just like ran away and left town and never came back. Um, like I said, it was much more likely for Cook to leave and run away than for Freddie ever to. And so he, he's like telling, he's talking to someone, like a random girl that's around him in this episode where he's basically just being like, a degenerate like he's working for like 
like criminal organizations doing just being horrible and like hiding out from the police because part one other thing I should mention from series four is that Cook like was supposed to be in prison like he he um beat the shit out of someone like put them in the hospital because he was upset about Cook about Freddie and Effie getting together because he was jealous and just beat the shit out of a total stranger who did nothing to him and and like went to jail for that he in on the show they had him break out of jail and so when he kills john foster and leaves town he never goes back and he never tells anybody what happened to freddie or what happened to foster he never tells anybody anything because he knows that if he did that they would make him go back to jail and like finish his like the rest of his sentence for beating the shit out of someone and maybe would get him in trouble for or and especially for like breaking out and like being on the run like the last couple episodes of um series four he's just like staying at different people's houses and hiding out because from the from the fucking police and so it's a horrible storyline of like why would you murder a 17 year old boy a child basically and destroy everyone else's storylines because now nobody cares about what's happening with them because it all feels very stupid like who cares about where you're deciding to go to school or like what you're gonna do when none of you know that one of your closest friends was just murdered and that like and that is like hanging over everyone's head it's it was such a weird thing because it's like we're we're like waiting for it to happen. We're wait like you're waiting for the big thing to happen. Like none of these things that are happening, like them making all of their the all the other characters making plans for their future doesn't matter because it's like, yeah, but this huge thing is has happened to them and they don't know. And once they find that out, all of these plans that they're making could change. And but they just have them never find out and it's just horrific, honestly, to imagine like Freddie's dad and sister who already lost their their mom their wife to have him basically be a permanently missing person and that like people think that he just like left town and never came back or like at least they did for some time and it's just horrible it, there's no reason like storyline wise why to do it it just like ruined everything and it was such like a weird almost like cartoony thing to see happen and especially as somebody who's done like EMDR therapy now, the way that they depicted the therapist is so fucked up. Like the way that they talk about Effie going to like a hospital and getting the help that she needs and then starting treatment. I honestly like wonder like what, what is, what was going on in like Jamie Britton's head? Jamie Britton is the one of the co-creators of the whole series or show that wrote that episode and he very much was like this is what I want literally nobody else all the writers on the show wanted him to do anything that he did on that show um but it makes me wonder especially like what do you think about mental health treatment like what do you think about therapists because the way that he like almost depicted Effie in that episode was like Effie and the like the other seasons was kind of like this enigmatic ethereal girl who was very much like the cool girl like her like the pictures of Effie was like all over Tumblr back in the day um and she was like this like mysterious person that could never get close to anyone no one could ever figure her out that sort of thing but it's like 
the fun of her being one of the main characters in Generation 2 was that she was now going to be, like, an actual character. Like, instead of being, like, this kind of enigmatic person, like, you could get... She got away with that the first two seasons because she was the younger sister of one of the main characters. But, like, all of the big storylines that were going on were happening with other people, so she could just kind of do that in the background and get away with it. But now that she's, like, one of the main characters in the main cast, she's going to have to, like they're going to have to write her as a real person, which is what they did. And it was so odd that Jamie Britton, like, seemed to, like, resent that because everything that he wrote and the way he talked about it, about his episode, was, like, he didn't want... He specifically said in interviews that he didn't want Effie to ever be happy in a romantic relationship, that he didn't think she ever could. And so he he admitted in interviews at the time after the season, after his episode aired, that he wanted to break up Freddie and Effie, but their storyline had been built up from the third season all the way through to most of the fourth season. And particularly after Freddie's episode, people who didn't care about them before that episode was were incredibly invested in them after it because of how much he tried to help her. And when she was struggling so much and it's a very, like, I haven't watched that episode and I, I don't know if I will again, because it makes me cry because it's just her struggling with mental health and like someone being there for you in the way that we all wish people would that like people never were. And he's just doing everything that you would want somebody to do. He's not like judging her. He's not. Um, saying anything negative about her he understands that she's sick that she needs help and is just trying to do anything and everything possible to get her that help while she's sitting there telling him how much she loves him and that he was worth like her having to feel her emotions again even if it's really hard for her and just going through everything with with her and like yeah just being completely on her side and always being there for support like that was one of the things that was so lovely about them is that when before we realized how wild Effie's episode was going to be with her therapist when she came out of the mental hospital she went and saw him and um and like right away they had like the therapist not have her talk to him when she was there so he was like worried the entire time she was in there how things were going especially considering that his mom killed herself when she was in one so he would have been really afraid that entire time um and so like right away there was like some negative connotations with the therapist but in the beginning it was like he is someone that is always there to support her that understands that like she was um struggling very much with her mental health that she that like yeah she said some things to him during that time that was like hurtful that hurt his feelings but he understood that that wasn't necessarily her that was what she was struggling with and he was still always there to like help her and back her up and support her um always and so like and that was like the only he was like the first person that was really there like that for Effie because her parents were very neglectful and abusive. They were always fighting with each other or they weren't around. Her older brother that was a character on the show was not around because, you know, his character was supposed to be gone now. Um, and, 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 like, she kept people at, like, 
arm's length so much that he was the only one that got close enough to really get to know the real her. And so um, all of that is, like, good, which is why, like, the having them turn her, her, like, the idea of her going to therapy into, like, a basically a scary movie like the the scenes they had in those episodes of their therapy was genuinely like terrifying and it makes me mad when i think about it because like part of it like those scenes are like the fears the general fears that i have about emdr still that i know that other people have as well which is like what if i do emdr and they and my therapist like makes me believe memories that aren't true or like or like tries to manipulate what i'm thinking or feeling or whatever like It reminds me a lot, honestly, of like the new age spirituality people who call themselves therapists or counselors who say that they do like um, past life regressions or like say that they can bring back like repressed memories. But it's very like it's not at all the way that an actual therapist would do it. Sorry. Um, But yeah, like like actual therapists, when you do EMDR type of work, you don't have to ever tell them what memory you're thinking about because for them it doesn't matter what memory what the memory is or like what happens they're trying to help they're like watching your reactions and trying to help gauge your reactions and guiding you through the process but the work that they do they don't need to know the specifics of what you're remembering in order for them to help assist you through that Um, They can know, like I tell my therapist stuff like that because they're the only people I feel like I can be honest about memories with, but you don't have to tell them anything. And, um, and yeah, so, but like with this situation and like with the other like past life, life regression people and stuff, you're sitting there saying what you're seeing out loud. And so, and the way that it happens, it's easy for them to like kind of manipulate you into like a certain direction or think that or th- or think that they're seeing you're seeing this instead of that and make you and it's like the whole teal swan thing where teal swan tells everyone whoever joins her cult that they all have been sexually abused by their parents when they likely haven't because it's a very easy way to isolate them from their family and that's essentially what the therapist like john foster like the therapist on skins was doing was he was making Effie forget all of the people around her who loved her. He was having her just like forget the memories she had with like her parents, with her brother, with her friends, with like Freddie, with Cook, with all of the people that were important to her in her life. She was just like forgetting these people and not, and then like not really being herself because like if you take away all of these things that you went through that helped make you who you are, you're a completely different person to the point where she like completely forgot everyone and everything about her life for a while. And it's like terrifying because it's like, why is he wanting to do that? Like it was very scary watching those scenes and watching him do that because like, why would you want like a young 17 year old girl to like forget all of the close people she has in her life so she's isolated she's alone she doesn't remember who she is she's really confused about what's going on and you are like this trusting figure in her life that she will go to for help so he could tell her like anything during that time and he would and she would believe him because she trusts him and that's like a very very scary situation to be in 
And it's such like a negative way to look at therapy. Like it is wild to compare like Freddie's episode that was like two episodes before this one and then Effie's because they are polar opposite of how they like how they handle mental health recovery and mental health treatment and and just like Freddie's episode is all about yeah he is scared of her going to a hospital not because hospitals or getting mental health treatment is inherently bad but he's scared because his mom died in one and it's like those irrational just fears from trauma that you have that you know aren't like logical but you still feel it and you still like just are scared and wanting to like have it not and you're so afraid of it happening again and so like when when she at the end of the episode after she attempts and she's like in the hospital she's mad at him at the end of the episode and it's really sad but like you know that he did the right thing that's why it's so you're you are feeling for him so much at the end of that episode because you know that he did the right thing by having by like calling for help and telling his her mom what was happening and having getting her to a hospital so that she can go to a mental hospital she's mad at him because she doesn't want to have to like she's afraid to actually deal with all of the issues that she's been trying to run from her whole life um but that doesn't mean what he did was like wrong he did the right thing for her he did more than what most people would do to help somebody in that position and so to go from an episode that is all about accepting the fact that needing help is not a bad thing like in that episode freddie and effie are kind of isolated because they're spending all their time together and so it's very much an episode about freddie learning that it is okay to ask for help that it is okay to go to like his grandfather his dad his sister like her her mom their friends and tell them what is going on when he's worried and scared about her instead of feeling like he has to take care of it all himself which is a very like trauma survivor thing to do to feel like you can't ask for help because people have let you down in the past and being afraid of doing that because you don't want to like you want to be able you want to be able to do this for this person because you love them and so that episode is about him accepting that of learning that he should ask for help. And then Effie's episode is like, actually, never mind. You trusted this hospital. You trusted that it was a good idea for her to get help because mental health treatment is definitely the right thing to do. But instead, the therapist that she was assigned to at this hospital is like systematically, slowly but surely brainwashing her and making her forget who you are, making her break up with you because she thinks that the sad memories that she remembers with you means that she can't have you in her her life, then like completely forgets everything about who she is. And then the doctor person that she's been with murders you because you are like keeping him away from her once you realize how much she's been hurting her and how she's like back at the beginning and having to like start over from the start from her recovery process because that there, like it goes from like, thinking like trauma recovery treatment, mental health treatment in general is a really good thing. It's good. It helps people. You should learn to, and it's telling him like, even though it's scary to like let control go, especially when things happened with your mom the way that they did, this will be a good thing in the long run, even though it's really painful right now, she will be okay. She will be okay in the long run. Everything will work out. 
And then in the next episode, and then and then in two episodes later in Effie's episode, it's like, actually, no, nothing will be okay. The doctor that she went to saw that you trusted her with actually fucked her over and, like, put her back in the beginning. And now she's struggling just as much as she was a couple months ago. So now all the work that she did was basically for nothing because... It wasn't actually work. It was just her slowly being brainwashed by a really creepy, predatory person. And then that creepy, predatory person kills you because you're, like, standing up for her and, like, standing up for yourself, which is, like, a whole story with Freddie in general is to, like, stand up for himself and, like, confront people and and all that kind of stuff. Um, he finally does it and and gets killed for it. <laughs> and it's just, like... It's, it's, this is why I keep talking about this show because I'm just, I'm always flabbergasted by how this happened. Like, what about out of every storyline you could have done for Effie Stoneham, like probably the character the people were most emotionally connected to, what, why is this the storyline that, that Jamie Britton went with? He just talked about it before, like, I feel like I brought that up and then didn't really finish, but he essentially wanted Effie to be back to being, like, the version of her before she had, like, any real and true characterization. He wanted her to be someone who was never in a relationship with anyone that, like, could never be happy in a relationship with someone. And so he recognized that it wouldn't make sense, even he recognized who wrote this wackadoodle story that it would have made less sense for Freddie and Effie to break up because they had built them up as a couple for almost like two years at this point and so them breaking up for any reason would honestly be really out of character like it it wouldn't have made sense for either one of them to want that and be okay with that and so then Jamie Britton's way of dealing with that was instead to kill Freddie so that Effie would finish the season alone again. Like, she, he even thought about killing her, which is, like, the wildest thing. Like, the scene in the episode when, um, when she's not remembering who she is and she's on a date with Cook because Cook is being the worst. And, um, and she, like starts remembering things and gets like scared and runs outside in the middle of like a thunderstorm and there's like there's a scene in the in in the show where she runs out onto a street and there's like a car in the street and she gets like the headlights from the car like in her eyes and she looks really scared and that's like what somehow makes like her memories and all like come back and so that's she like falls over in the street and like cook comes to find her and she's like begging him like please take me to freddie's house right now because she realized she remembers him she remembers all of their memories together and earlier in the and she remembers the fact that she broke up with him and earlier in the episode and that he's been like freaking out because he doesn't understand what's wrong because he knows that something's wrong with her and she wants to go and like talk to him and make things right and she does um but like originally Jamie Britton wanted the like car headlights thing instead of a car headlights thing he wanted her to just be like struck by lightning in the middle of this thunderstorm and to just die and like even he realized that that was way too ridiculous and honestly insane to do especially to Effie to have 
her entire story end with her being electrocuted by lightning and just die. Um, but like, granted, like it didn't go any much better than that though. Like her last episode, like the last episode of the whole thing, it's so frustrating because she, the entire time she definitely is doing better in the last episode because she actually got actual treatment but she doesn't know where Freddy is and she misses him and she thinks that he just like left town and hasn't come back. And in the last episode, it's his birthday and they're ce- so they're celebrating his birthday, even though he's not there and they don't know that he's dead. Um, and she's like trying to celebrate that with her, his sister. And then their other friends come by too, because his sister and her both like really miss him. And, um, She's, like, getting her life back together and, like, figuring out, you know, who she is now, now that she's getting the help that she's always needed. But it's very frustrating because you know, you know the entire time this gigantic, like, bomb is going to hit her. Like, that is the thing that everybody wanted to see is, like, Effie was already struggling a lot mental health-wise. And then you do a story where her therapist, like her therapist, the one, the only reason this person met Freddie is because of her, kills him. Like that would be, that would be very hard for anyone to deal with. Like the amount of guilt that you would feel and responsibility for what happened and just like how horrifying and traumatizing it would be that like the one person in your life you've ever met that you felt like really knew you and understood you and loved you and accepted you for who you were was murdered. And then on top of it, they were murdered by someone that you trusted that murdered him because of you, because they wanted to have access to you. Like the entire time where what you're watching it, you just are wait. It's so frustrating to know, like, that's the thing that everybody wanted to know. Like, how is Effie going to handle this? Like, how are all of them going to handle this? Like, and it's, outrageous that um it never happens and it's it just honestly truly makes me think of like why did the mental health treatment on that show need to be that bad like that basically reinforced every negative stereotype people have about therapy and the absolute worst possible way like the idea that a therapist would kill people a therapist would brainwash people. A therapist would see somebody that's in a very vulnerable state and take advantage of them as opposed to helping them. And like, obviously, I'm someone that whose first therapist when I was a kid um, or yeah, or the first therapist when I was an adult, I ended up having to report her because she did very damaging things. She all of a sudden just flipped at the end and told me that she thought that I made up all of my trauma memories. I ne- I'll never understand why she did that. I know I've looked up her license since and I know that she is no longer practicing. Like she d- doesn't have an active license. So there's at least that. Um, and so like I don't know why she did what she did. Like unless I would randomly run into her at some point in my life somewhere else. I'm never going to know why she went from supporting me through that process and then suddenly um, betraying me that way. So, like, I'm not someone who goes around acting like there aren't, like, bad therapists around. Like, one thing that I've been, like, remembering from the therapist that I had when I was, like, 12, um, like, the first time I had, like, 
the only time really that I had a chance of getting real help and like my parent, someone finding out what my parents were really doing to me when the abuse was like actively happening. Um, from just from the bits that I can remember, it's very clear to me now. Now, thinking about this from like an out from an adult perspective of someone who understands um, like trauma and all that kind of stuff that that therapist back then didn't realize that like at least for a while from what I can remember thought that I was the problem like there are therapists out there who deal with like preteen teenage because I was like 12 so that's like more preteen age but there are bad therapists out there who will see kids that are the problematic person in their family and think that they're the problem and not look at like the parents as well. And like even the some of the memories I have from my parents or from that time, she didn't like my mom. She thought that my mom was too, but it also, the things that she said also shows kind of the way that she was perceiving me because she thought that my mom was being too nice to me. She thought that my mom was acting more like a friend as opposed to a mom, which there was some of that, but she thought that my mom needed to discipline me more. And like, if I did, if I like wouldn't go to school that day, cause I didn't go to school a lot in seventh grade, then say like your punishment for that is to not be able to eat like dessert with the rest of the family and have to sit there and watch like her and my sister eat dessert. That is something that is meant for like, if you have like a problematic, whatever kid that, it, that is just like acting out, um, that's like something that's like almost trying that's things that pe that therapists would tell someone if someone is acting in a way that is like disruptive not because there's bigger problems going on in the family but because they're dealing with their own shit and they need to like be reined in and understand there's consequences for the actions that they take that is like that sort of thing of of that is what that like um that advice is meant for but that was not me. Like the last thing on earth that I needed was to understand more about punishment. I was very aware, very aware of what punishment was and how much my parents punished me. They punished me all the time in horrific ways. I knew that, but like she thought that my problem was that my mom was being too nice to me and that she wasn't hard enough on me because she was seeing me as the issue. And so that's really hard for me to remember now to realize that I like I worked my ass off and like fought so hard for like six years of um, of abuse happening with my dad to finally have a chance to like see a therapist, like see someone that I can talk to without my parents around and the chance that they might believe me only for her to like believe the shit that they were saying and thinking that I'm some of the cause of the issues as opposed to it being all them or that the problem is that they need to like rein me in more as opposed to finding out why I would be so upset or why I would be not going to school all the time. Yeah. And so like, I get it. Like therapists can be very, very damaging. They can be very bad, but it's like, there are so many stories about that out there already. There are so many things out there. There's an entire genre of like scary, quote unquote, scary movies that are basically like there's costumes that like people have finally started talking about being fucked up that people used to do all the time that you were like an escape mental patient. 
um that's that was that's like a a normal like thing at like haunted houses or like a costumes that people used to wear they still do sometimes but um they used to happen way more often and so there's already this like very negative connotation to like recognizing that you need help and need mental health treatment and to go and get it like they there's like entire scary movies based around like a therapist abusing people or therapists lying manipulating them all this sort of stuff and like the patient having to do all this stuff to get away from them and getting trapped because they have like you know they have a lot of information they know about them and they're confused about whether they're good or they're bad or whatever it's like why add on to that and especially when you consider the thing that is really hard about skins with this too is that um a lot of the people who are watching that show were younger like a lot of like teenagers and and like people in like their 20s like people in their 30s and stuff watched the show at the time too because it was like the thing that's wild about skins is that it was a super well-respected show because before that episode happened the writing on it was really good and really consistent the character development was really great and so like and then all of a sudden that episode happened and it was like and it just it was like from going from this is like a fan favorite like um critic darling show that everyone loves that wants it to get like nominated to win like awards because it's so well done and the acting and stuff and the directing and cinematography on it is so beautiful and then it and then that episode happened then all of a sudden it was like um why is this TV show now complete and total garbage? That's why, like, I feel like all of us, like, a lot of us as fans at the time were, like, in denial that this was even real because we, like, could not believe that this is how this was going and that this was literally what they were doing and that it wasn't, like, a trick. It wasn't a game that Freddie... Like, a lot of people in the finale were hoping, including me, but a lot of other people, too, were hoping that Freddie would magically actually be alive somehow and as a way to like you know save it because if he was alive then a lot of the issues that everyone was scared that all the other characters would have to go through and they would find out he was dead wouldn't happen um but that didn't happen (laughs) but like we were hoping that that would we thought that that was at least a possibility because we couldn't imagine that they were going to have one of their characters be murdered by a therapist (laughs) um but yeah so it's like the show is so well respected and what I was trying to say is that like people who are younger are the ones watching this show and like why would you put like that idea into any of their minds that if they trust a therapist they might end up getting brainwashed by one of them and that like even though they're telling you that this is a good idea suddenly maybe it's not that like why would you ever bring in a character to be a therapist and then have them be the villain Like, why would you ever do something like that? There's nothing good that can possibly go out of that. It was literally, like, the laziest writing in the entire world. It was beyond lazy. That's all it really was, is that they didn't want to have to think about it. And they just... And Jamie Britton was like, well, this is the easiest way to, like, to do this, so we're just going to do this, even though it was not at all in character for anyone, really, and it ruined their show. Like, I said I said this a little bit in the last um, couple episodes I did about this. But the only thing 
that I can take solace of about Skins is that it legitimately, like, ruined their careers. <laughs> like, Jamie Britton and his dad is Brian Esley. He was the, they're the people that created this show. They went from being, like, darlings and, like, the, like, the British, like, kind of show business, I guess, is very, like, incestuous in the way that, um, once you're somebody, like, that people in that world kind of like working with, they'll, like, keep giving you shit. They'll keep giving you shows or movies or whatever over and over and over again, even if other people don't like you. Like, um, Stephen Moffat and, like, Mark Gatiss, but especially Stephen Moffat. Like, Stephen Moffat is someone that people openly talk about how he is a misogynist and a horrible writer. Um, like, they just brought back... Russell T. Davies for Doctor Who, which is like the biggest slap in the face to him to show that they realized that his time on that show was kind of a mistake. <laughs> but um, like he's the best example because even though his reputation is very tainted um, now, like he still gets like gigs on in like on like British TV. Like the last thing I saw was like he was in charge of like a Dracula or no, a Frankenstein, I think special. Um, but him and Mark Gaita still got that. And it's like, even though the last season of Sherlock was terrible, they, and like Stephen Moffat particularly's, um, reputation is awful. They still got that because they have like this weird connection with like other people in, in like British media or whatever that will just pick them for things because they're, they just pick their buddies. And so like, it's kind of amazing that like skins crashed and burned, so like efficiently in a way that nobody thought they ever would and particularly the majority of the things that happen a lot of them were jamie Britton's fault um and his like obsession with cook like that character he wanted cook to he basically destroyed every other character's storyline in the second generation so that cook could have like that last moment and it's like was it really worth for this character that spent that entire season making progress and then immediately backtracking on all of the progress he made he was on the run from the police he was mooching off of his friends he was treating his friends like garbage he was trying to like steal um effie from freddie again when she was like she was in a very fragile state and he took advantage of her being in that state to get what he to try to get what he wanted from her which is really awful um he did all of these terrible he was not a, being a good person at all and so it's like why is this dude getting like the opportunity for this why is he getting like the end of the season why are literally every other character around him during his generation all getting nothing just so he can have the last like he does he hasn't done anything where he deserves that um it was kind of, it is kind of an amazing thing that, like, I saw that, like, Jamie Britton is one of the writers on a British TV show, but it's the first show he's done in, like, years, and that, like, his sister wrote the the movie that they did for Effie that was, like, an extra added on thing where she was, like, weirdly somebody who worked in the stock market and didn't know, still didn't know years later that Freddie was dead and that he had never, like, abandoned her, um, his sister wrote that episode and it was horrible. It was so bad. It was just really badly written and everyone was way out of character. It was ridiculous. And like, she, that is the only like credit she has is that it's doing 
is doing that like mini movie thing because it was that bad. And um, yeah, it's just kind of one of those things where like at least the like complete destruction that they did to their own show um, that everyone loved that they just like single handedly destroyed did hurt their career a lot because they went from being kind of like the darlings to now having to like restart over like the fact that Jamie Britton went from being one of the co-creators of an extremely popular show where he got to do whatever he wanted and then is now having to be one of the like just one of the writers on a writing staff he isn't in charge of anything he's not like a boss person he's just one of the people involved is like a huge like downgrade for him and he should be because he showed that when he's in charge he does ridiculous things and is can not handle the responsibility of being in charge because he just destroys things so that he can do what he wants like our main writer of a show should do what is good for the characters involved not just do what they want the storyline to be in the face of everything else um and so that's like the one one of the good things about it is that them doing all this horrific stuff did hurt them in the end um like the show ended after you know only after a couple years and the last couple seasons were like people uh, just didn't have the same love for it anymore and yeah but it is one of those things I always think about of like why did that happen what what yeah I don't know I'm never gonna understand this enough for it to make sense to me um but yeah I feel like that's important to talk about because that show was very popular around teens and early 20s especially and that descript that like depiction of mental health definitely likely may have affected some people who knows it may have even affected me it took me another eight years after that show was on the air for me to like go back to therapy i still four years now later after that it's been 12 years since i saw this show and i still am like working through the fears i have attached to therapy granted a lot of that is due to my the first therapist I ever had when I was young but this definitely didn't help any of that and it's just it's just wild that someone would put out a show like that and think that that was okay yeah I'm gonna stop rambling about this now Hope you guys enjoyed it. I'll probably be back later on again this weekend to do another episode because I have way too much time to myself and have way too much time to think about things that I usually don't have time with because I'm usually working. <laughs> Bye.